Welcome to Tay's Talk Show, the podcast tour brought to you from the Breadwinner Energy Podcast. I'm your host, Tay Daniels. Stay tuned because we are going to be dropping 20 new episodes over the span of 31 days. You're listening to Tay's Talk Show. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Tay's Talk Show. Today's episode is about the power of saying no. Now, for all my people pleasers out there, please do not click out of this episode. I know that this is going to be a tough one and it may even be uncomfortable, but I also think that you guys know how important it is to say no to people, say no to your friends, to your family, say no to clients, say no to people that want to work with you, but you know they're not a good fit. Today, I will have quite a bit of stories on just my own experiences with saying no, and I like to call myself a recovering people pleaser because um, growing up, I was definitely a people pleaser, and even into my early uh, 20s, and now I'm getting into my late 20s, and I have become more strong and powerful in my no, and there's a lot of times that I'll even relapse, and I'll say yes to something and then wish that I, later that I would have said no. Um, and I am just doing it out of pure like guilt. I'm saying yes for the other person and not at all for myself. And then I end up resenting that decision. And so I think it's important that we discuss the power of saying no and how you wrap your mind around the the concept of saying no, be right, because a lot of the things we're discussing in this tour is all about your mindset. It's how you perceive certain things and your system and your beliefs, and that ultimately decides, you know, how you make your choices in the world. So before we get into saying no, first, the first thing that I talk to my ladies, my students about, and when I'm, when I'm coaching anybody is first is, do you know who you want to be? Do you know who you want to be in the future? Do you know who future you is? Do you know what her life is like? Do you know how much money she makes? Do you know where she lives? Do you know what she wants to drive? Do you know everything there is to know about future you? And if the answer is no, then after this episode, I strongly encourage you to get really clear on who future you is. Again, what does she do for work? How much money does she make? Is she married? Does she have kids? Where does she live? All the things. And I don't want you to think too hard into this of like, okay, well, I would love to do this, but insert excuse here. Or I would love to live on the beach, but that's just not realistic. And I can't ever leave my hometown. No, I'm not asking you for all that. I'm asking you who is future you. And I want you to dream as big as you want to dream. There is that little voice that's inside of us. Maybe it's in the back of your head. And every time you do something, this voice comes forward and is like, I really wish we could do this. This happens to me all the time. Like me and my husband are currently in the process of uh, looking for a home to buy here in Kansas City. I Neither of us grew up here. He was born in California and then he grew up in a small town um, in Kansas. And I was born and raised in a very small town in Kansas. And weirdly, we grew up an hour from each other, which is so strange because we did not meet until we were in our mid to late 20s. Um, 
But with that being said, we grew up in Kansas and now live in Missouri. So we didn't move far from home or enough hours away from home. But uh, my dream has always been to either live in Texas or to live on the beach, maybe like Florida or something like that. And so there have been so many times in my life up until now, from the time I was 21 until the time I'm, na- I'm now 28, that I drove or flew to Texas um, to look at places to live. I have consistently looked on Zillow for places to live in Florida and in Texas. And at one point, I even wanted to move to Vegas. Mind you, I was 21. This was before my child, <laughs> before my real sanity kicked in. And uh, that little voice continues to pop up in my head and I keep suppressing it because I'm like, we've built a life here. Uh, My child's in dance and we're looking at schools and my husband has a career here and it's not easy to just get up and move out of state. But I like to believe that one day uh, we will move out of state and one day we will potentially have a vacation home or a timeshare in Florida. And I'm not giving up on that part of future me because there's something that there's a reason that keeps resurfacing all the time. Like there's a reason for it. Maybe it is that I just need to go on more vacations. Regardless, it surfaces. So when that little voice surfaces, don't suppress her. Think about all the things that you want for your future, even if it's to make a million dollars, if it's to have five kids, if it's to buy a home, build a home, whatever it is, you have to know who future you is. And the reason I say this is because every time you make a decision in your life, in your business, starting today, it has to go to, is this what I want for my future? Would future you, sorry, would future me say yes to this scenario? Whether again, it's business or life, it doesn't matter. But if future you wouldn't say yes, why are you saying yes? And if future you wouldn't say no, then why are you saying no? Um, So again, we can't make those life and business decisions until we know who future you is. So you have to get really clear on who she is. Again, in my 12-month academy, I we start with this from the very, very beginning. We start with future you, who you want to be, how much money you want to make, how much you want to work, and then we build your business around those metrics because there's no reason to build a realistic business. You did not quit your 9 to 5 to be realistic. Come on. You didn't quit your 9 to 5 or you're not going to quit your 9 to 5 to live in mediocre land. You quit because you want ultimate freedom, right? You want to make more money than you could in corporate and you want to work less than you would in a nine to five. So we're going to build a business around those metrics, but we can't if you don't know what those metrics are. So let's get into today's episode of the power of saying no. Now for this particular episode, we're probably going to focus mostly on uh, business and your inner circle and not like your distant family members who want to come ask you to come for the holidays, right? If you want to say no, say no. Um, Blood being thicker than water is an episode for another time because, again, I could rant on all of these things forever, but I will spare you for today. And we will just focus on the power of saying no to leads, clients, the power of saying no to collaborations in business, and the power of saying no to friends and family when it directly affects your business and life. So let's just start on the family friend side of things because, of course, uh, that's going to be an easier one to knock out than the business, which is going to be multifaceted. So when it comes to your friends or your family asking you to do something like, you know, your parents, your grandparents, your cousins, whoever you spend your time with or your friends in your inner circle, they want you to come for dinner. They want you to go out for dinner. They want you to go to a sporting event. They want you to go here or there or whatever. And um, you just say yes because you feel like you have to because it's friends and family and the guilt kicks in and you feel like, well, I haven't seen them in forever and I probably should do it. Okay. 
So with that being said, um, if it is going to affect your, your first circle, your kids, your spouse, um, the way that you guys are going to be living in your home, maybe the answer should be no. I mean, obviously, if these people are toxic and affecting your home life, that's a conversation for another day. But uh, maybe being around certain people in general should always be a no. Because right, the people that we keep in our inner circle is a, not only a direct reflection of ourselves, but it also affects how we operate. It affects the decisions we make. It affects our belief systems. So we want to keep an inner circle of people, friends, family, doesn't matter. Some of my best friends are more family to me than my own bloodline. And I am fine with that. I actually prefer that. I've created that specific circle of people that I like and know and trust and love who who care about me mutually over people who treat me like shit just because we're blood. That's crap to me. But so with that being said, um, are you, you know, of course, there's sometimes we just have to say yes and we have to suck it up and we have to go to the thing. But if you're doing this on a consistent basis and you're procrastinating work or your business or that free time that you want with your children, it's really going to be good for you to get clear on your priorities. If during the week you're um, struggling with spending more time with your husband or you're struggling wanting to spend more time with your children, but then it comes to the weekend and Susie Q wants you to go out to the bars again for the fourth weekend in a row and you're saying yes, because why? Because it feels good? Because you don't want to offend Susie Q or what is the reason that you're continuing to say yes to going out to the bars when it's not serving your higher purpose for future you it is not allowing you to be with your spouse or your children like you want to during the week Um, and you have to get really clear on does this serve future me would future me continue to live this lifestyle and me living this current lifestyle is it holding me back from the potential of future me So that's really easy to determine when it comes to uh, family and friends. Now let's kind of get into the entrepreneur business side of things because being told no has a really negative connotation, but um, I actually like being told no because it allows me to have really clear direction on what's next. I'm really a black and white kind of person. I really want things to be yes or no and nowhere in between because for me, it's very like it is what it is or it isn't, right? You, you want to do the thing or you don't. You want to put in the work or you don't. And so for me, when um, it, it's a gray area, it's very annoying. So for me, I'm very like, if you tell me no, perfect. Now I have direction to go the opposite direction. If you tell me yes, let's keep going. So um, I try to keep that in mind when I'm doing coaching or giving out my um, you know, my perception on things because of course my perception is going to be altered to my own beliefs because I am so black and white. So when someone asks you to do something specifically like a client and it's outside of your contract or boundaries, you have to nip it in the butt immediately. If you don't tell them no the first time, they will keep running over you. They will keep asking you to do that thing because you did it once. And then you either have to have that really uncomfortable conversation and backtrack and be like, well, actually, this is not part of our contract. Uh, We need to revisit. Or they say things to you like, well, you've done it all this time. Uh, I don't see what the big problem is. You've said yes to me a million other times. Or you suffer in silence and keep doing the thing even though you're not being paid for it and it's not in your contract. Um, So setting really clear boundaries with your clients from the beginning is going to be very important. And then sticking to them. If they want something done outside of the contract or outside of your pay, that is the exact moment to have the conversation of, hey, uh, ex-client, I would love to be able to do this for you. However, it is outside of our current project scope. Uh, I would be happy to revisit our contract if you would like. Otherwise, I could refer you to somebody else. 
very matter of fact, but also um, putting up your boundaries of this is what I will and won't accept. These are the directions and then giving them the choice, right? You gave them a choice. We can either revisit our contract and I can see if that could fit in or I can refer you to someone else who can do that for you. They get to decide. It's their choice. It's just that you are not compromising your time and energy and boundaries in giving someone else the choice. So same goes with leads. When a lead comes to you more often than not, and as you get seasoned in your business, you're going to know right away if this person is a good fit or not. Um, But if you feel like immediately they're not going to be a good fit, tell them that. And that's going to not only be a gut punch for them to be like, oh, wow, I don't even qualify to work for the work with this person, but also it's going to save you. And this is the thing when that gut, that gut reaction comes up and then we ignore it because we're like, oh, well, I really need the money. I really need this project. It never gets better. Those clients typically become nightmares. I, as I became seasoned in my virtual assistant agency, I had a wedding professional reach out to me and she wanted XYZ services that were a little bit outside my scope. Um, but at this point I was, I had subcontractors working for me because, um, I was at capacity. So basically what would happen is they would come to me, I would do a fitting call and then I would say, okay, based on what you need, this is how much it would be every single month. And I'm going to pair you with this particular virtual assistant on my team. Then once the contract signed, I pair them. Okay. So when someone would come to me and I immediately knew this is not a good fit for my agency, I would not take it because of money. I wouldn't even do this for my virtual assistants because if I wouldn't want to work with them, I'm not going to ask my team to work with someone like this and compromise our values over someone. And so um, I could tell she was trying to be really pushy and more of like uh, she needed an employee, not a contractor, because she really just wanted to boss them around and tell them what to do, which is what you do with employees and not contractors. And so I straight up told her, I said, look, uh, we're not a good fit and I will not work with you. And these are the reasons why. And I listed them out very clearly. And I said, however, um, you know, I, I do think that if you want this to fit within what you're looking for, you should either hire an employee or you could find a contractor, but you need to realize if you're going to work with a contractor that you do not have uh, power over their schedule. You don't have power over the things that she was asking for. And uh, she kind of calmed her tone down after that. She became a little more softer. But I think for her, it was wow, like, wow. Like, I, I think she really kind of understood. Like, I can't continue to treat people this way. I mean, obviously not in in full, like she probably didn't have like a full circle moment. Um, but then me telling her no felt so good. I felt like I had stepped into my higher purpose and I felt like, wow, like I'm really growing up. <laughs> I am really at the point where I get to tell people no. I get to tell people no that I don't want to work with them. And I'm in a position where I can only say yes to my best fun, dreamy clients. And now in my agency, because I now have a coaching business, um, I only say yes to my favorite clients. I only say yes to the people that I want to work with. Same goes for the academy. If you want to be inside the academy, you have to go through a some type of application process, whether that is a phone call or a DM conversation on Instagram, because I have to make sure that you're going to be a good fit for the program. And not meaning, yeah, you have to qualify, right? You have to have the qualifiers to be in my program. But also, I need to know that you're going to be a good fit for my community because I'm bringing you in with a group of women that I'm already coaching. And we have a, a very strict policy of like treating each other with kindness, not selling 
is not selling each other and also like how are you interacting with other girls in the group are you being kind are you being supportive or are you being jealous and shitty because I don't want anyone in our group who's going to compromise the values that we have set for our community and so again I get to tell you no if you're not a good fit or I get to tell you that I need you to be able to get here in your business in order to qualify etc so the power of saying no will make you feel so boss and it will allow you to feel better inside. It will allow you to get to your higher purpose and it will also allow you to have more time in your day doing the things you love to do or doing the things that are bringing you closer to your goals, right? Because when we say yes to something, we're ultimately saying no to something else. If you say yes, Susie, I will go to the bar with you on Saturday night. You're telling your husband and your children, no, I will not spend time with you, right? It's just the ultimate consequence. You're not physically saying, nope, not going to be with you. But by going, you're not doing the thing. So every time we say yes to something, we're saying no to something else. And so being mindful of that when it comes to our business and our life, because as entrepreneurs, our time is extremely limited. As mothers, our time is extremely limited. And then you put those two in the same category and it's like, I have no time for anything. And then I've got groceries and I got to cook dinner and I've got housework and I've got a spouse and I've got all of these other things going on. And you have to determine, okay, how do I prioritize what comes first before something else? Is it God first, then your husband, then your children, then your job, and then your, your circle of associates after that. When I say associates, I'm talking your close circle of friends and family. Um, that's kind of the order I go is, you know, God, my spouse, my child, my career, my friends, family, and everything else after that. Because um, you have to have some kind of system in place where you prioritize what's most important to you and kind of say no to everything else and not feel bad about it. And I know that's a really hard thing to overcome, especially being a people pleaser, is overcoming that guilt of like, I told someone no, but the more you do it, the easier it gets. And when you tell your, when you remember, like, I'm going to say no to this person, but by saying no to them, I'm actually saying yes to something else for my future. And that's okay. So I just went on a very long rant about <laughs> the power of saying no, trying to fit this into an episode as quickly as I possibly can. Because I don't want to ramble and I don't want you guys to sit here on these episodes forever and be like, okay, Taylor, get to the point. Like, I really want you guys to walk away from these episodes feeling like you've really gained something or are you feeling empowered or inspired or you're feeling some kind of something as you walk away, right? I want you to get some amazing takeaways from this tour. So with that being said, that is all I have for today's episode. I hope you have had a lovely time on the tour so far. We're, again, we're just getting started. We're kind of ramping things up. We're going to be together for 20 full episodes. We're going to have some guests come on and uh, come over to Instagram. Let's connect. Let's be friends please chat with me. Tell me if you had any amazing breakthroughs. Tell me your favorite episode. Tell me all the things. Um, come follow me at it's Tay Daniels underscore LLC. And I will chat with you guys on the next episode. 